Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 61. My name's Neil. I'm joined here with Brent. Hello, my name is Brent. Uh, we, we didn't do a podcast. Well, we did do a podcast. We didn't do a hockey podcast last Sunday. Correct. Because of the NHL All-Star break. We did do a Having a Yak, which you may have seen on our second channel, more Post to Post, or may have heard if you're subscribed through our iTunes or Google Play music, uh, if you're an audio-only listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, we are back for um, podcast number 61. Lots to talk about. Hockey's back in the swing of things. Is it ever? Uh, approaching the trade deadline, but that didn't stop. Uh, that didn't stop teams from making trades now because there was three trades basically this week. Yeah. Uh, and I thought we could talk about that first. Is that okay? Sounds great to me. All right. Mm-hmm. So there was a pretty big trade the other day between the Panthers and Penguins. The Panthers received Derek Brassard, Riley Shahan a 2019 second round pick, a 2019 fourth round pick, and also a 2019 fourth round pick, but that last pick was Minnesota's. That's why there's two of the same ones. Uh, the Penguins received Nick Bukestad and Jared McCann. This, uh, when I first saw this, I was like, holy crap. That's This is a pretty intricate big trade here for the, for the just after the All-Star break. It's, it's an interesting time to make a trade like this, but... I, I honestly believe that both teams benefit from this trade. You get the Penguins get younger, they get rid of some contracts that they didn't really want. They did give up a lot to Gipperard, but they kind of they gave him up right away. It looks like the Panthers may not retain Brassard, um for I very much longer. I heard that. Yeah. So there could be. I mean, we could be here next week talking about uh, Brassard being traded. Heck, he might have been traded right now, and we don't know because we're filming this. So <clears throat> yeah. It's, it could happen that soon. So uh, I actually like this trade for both teams. Uh, I from the from the Panthers' perspective, they get a, like they could do a lot with the picks. They're if they want to rebuild and do it properly, and get the pieces that they need, then they they need to they need to bring in picks and they need to send out people. And like it, you've got Luongo, you got Reimer, Net. Luongo's going to be retired soon. So who do you bring in? Do you bring in Bobrovsky or do you try and draft someone now so they're ready to play net in six years or so? Uh, the Panthers have to make some decisions. I think they need to, to start drafting uh, a little bit better. So this this will help them out for sure. And uh, like I said earlier, the Penguins get younger uh, and they get a little bit of experience there with Bukestad. He's, uh, he's been playing, I think, mostly... A third line role, second line best case scenario. So I'm not sure where he slots in with Pittsburgh, but uh, we'll see. Otherwise, I do like this trade for both teams. The other trade was the Dallas and Penguins trade. Jamie Oleksiak goes back to Dallas. That's interesting. And the Penguins got the 2019 fourth round pick, which they eventually traded to the Panthers in that trade I just talked about. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that one's a little bit of a mystery to me. I don't understand that one, but whatever. Uh, the third trade that happened recently was the Kings and Maple Leafs trade. This one's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings got Carl uh, Grundstrom, Sean Dersey, and a 2019 first round pick. That is something there. <clears throat> Not that the Leafs would have had a really fantastic high pick in the first, Still first round. first round, though. But but they're probably picking 25th. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, yeah. Maple Leafs received Jake Muzzin. When I first saw this trade, I was like, holy, is Jake Muzzin really worth a first-round pick? Like, it, I was kind of skeptical, but the more I thought about it, 
it's just the price you pay for defensemen these days. That's right. It's it's unfortunate, but it is the truth. This is the price you pay for defensemen. And not only is Jake Muzzin a defenseman, he has f- over 50 games of playoff experience. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, this is a player who's who has the experience, who has the ability to slot in with Toronto. I think he's going to be a great addition to the team. Uh, I think that L. I think that LA is forced to make a lot of decisions recently because of their poor play. Uh, certain people working out, some certain people not. They're just LA's been in a weird position the past three years, some coaching changes and stuff. So, uh, I actually like this trade from both sides, much like the first trade we discussed. I still think first round is a little rich, but I understand that's what you have to pay. But still. I guess we won't really know until the second week of June whether that was a really good idea or not. Exactly, we won't know. I'm I'm glad, too, to see that uh, Muzzin fits in, and he wouldn't have fit in had Toronto still had the no-beard policy. Uh, oh, yes, <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. You know, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd recognize Muzzin's real face. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if he's just... I, I'd never followed before, so I don't know if he just grows during the season or whether he's always got one. I'm but, not sure. Uh, I, I don't know. But he didn't look like he fit. Like when you just look at his, his, uh, he just didn't look like a leaf to me. Well, he's been in, he's been a king for forever. So. I know. And it's hard to, to get that through my head, but, yeah. uh, he, he had a, his impact wasn't overly felt in this first game, but he had a, a better game last night. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about the games, but, uh, yes, we will. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the all-star game. Did you, in the skills competition, did you watch any of that? I did. Uh, not live, because I, I'm i uh, silently pr- protesting the uh, the uh, the whole thing, including the advertisers and everything okay. else. So I, I fast-forwarded through all the ads. So I, I, I PVR'd it, and then I watched it when I wanted to watch it. Okay. I was impressed. The fastest skater I like, uh, hardest shot I like. The rest of that obstacle course stuff, I just, I have no time for that. I, I have no time for that crap. Yeah, I didn't watch, I, I, I didn't see a second of the All-Star game. And not only did I not see any of the game, I didn't watch any highlights. I don't even know what happened. No, me neither. Like, And I don't care. The game itself, I didn't do it. I didn't watch it. I Well, I shouldn't say I didn't watch it at all. I did PVR it and I fast forwarded and I stopped a couple of times because they were showing off their new technology. Okay, yeah. And I wanted to see a bit of that and what it was going to look at, look like. Uh, they had tracking on all the players. They had that triangle that was in motion all the time. I don't know what it means, but it there, you know, this cool triangle. And they had the the puck being tracked as well. Not so much in the streaky puck that Fox yeah. had 20 years ago, but you can actually see the puck meandering around the ice from player to player and the passes how nice and straight they are. I think there's a lot of potential there. So I, I like that part of it and they were showing that stuff off. I do remember seeing a, a photo showing off that. Yeah. I think it was a, a video on Twitter or something that mm-hmm. I saw. And beyond that, though, I didn't watch the game itself. Yeah. The, the skills competition the night before, I did enjoy those two events. And the fastest skater, that uh, that young lady who went out there, did you see her? Yeah, it was crazy. Unbelievable. She shocked some people. She, sur- she sure did. Sure did. <clears throat> and I just noticed last night when I was watching one of the NHL games, Apparently, I, actually it might have been the Don Cherry break after the first period in Canada, uh, the AHL had their all-star game and skills competition. Yeah. And apparently the, the guy who won the fastest skater was as fast or almost as fast as all the NHL skaters. Greco. Greco, that's who it was, yeah. yeah. So. 310, 30, 30. 
<laughs> Remember those commercials? <laughs> yep, I yep. sure do. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Um, how would you feel about this? No All-Star game whatsoever. You keep the skills competition, but every single team has to... Every single team has their own qualifying. Yep. And so, for example, the fastest skater. Every team, every single player tries the fastest skater. If they don't give above, get above 15 seconds, that team doesn't send anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone above 15, they can send. I don't care if there's 40 players there who's, who's above 15 around the league. If all 40 want to go and do the, the speed, then go for it. Like, let's actually find out from every... Let's find the best from each competition. The hardest shot... If you've got three players on your team who can shoot above 100 miles an hour, send them. Like mm-hmm. let's let's actually see who's the best in the league, not just who's the best at this altar game. I'd be okay with that. It would mean more. Yes, exactly. And it would it would probably have more interest among the fans across the league who normally don't have more than maybe one player if they're lucky in the all-star game itself and if the players in the game, that player may not be chosen for the competition that we would know they'd be best at. Yeah. I want to. I'd want to see Victor Mete and Paul Byron in the fastest skater for Montreal because they're unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And when you have to construct all of your miniature teams for each of the conferences or divisions, then you're leaving fastest skaters off because you want them in the hard shot instead. Exactly. So yeah, yeah you're right. I I like that idea. And, I, and each team could have its own. A, a weekend or two weekends before, take after a Saturday night game, do it a Sunday afternoon, invite all the families. And they, they and do kids. that anyway. They do it anyway. Make it real. And then those are the players that get nominated exactly. for the competition part. Yeah. I like it. So let's, let's get her done. Get her done. Uh, usually I do my players at the week at the end of the podcast. I'm going to do them now. All right. Uh, do you want to take any guesses of who my player of the week is? Um... No. <laughs> okay. I, I honestly don't, uh, I haven't, I've been a little bit like you because you've confessed to me that you, it took you a while to get back in from your hockey yep. break uh, mentally and me too. Yeah. So I really haven't followed what's happened uh, until last night's stuff. Uh, Mika Zibanejad okay. is my choice. Three games played, three goals, three assists, six points plus three. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, some, another... Some more honorable mentions. Patrick Kane had a good week. Panarin, Roslovic, Voracek, Pasternak, Truba. Basically the entire Winnipeg <laughs> yeah. the lineup Winnipeg from last night. So yeah. uh, as far as goalies, any guesses there? Oh, I no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I actually picked two. I thought two goalies stood out this week. Domingue had a great game yesterday. Uh, he did, but that's not who it shows. Right. Uh, Carter Hart. Yep. Three games played, three wins. 0.931 save percentage, 2.27 goals against average, and Ben Bishop. Oh. Two games played, two wins, 0.981 save percentage, 0.5 goals against average. Nice. He had a very good two games this week. So, yeah, Dallas is, uh, I'm wrapping some Dallas today. Dallas has <laughs> been playing well. So, I just want to go over the points a little bit. Do you know who's leading each? Statistical category? No, I don't. <laughs> Points. I'll do the top four from each. All right. Points. Kucherov has 80. Patrick Kane has 76, who's been playing very well lately. McDavid with 75. And Johnny Gaudreau with 74. In goals? I know there's a couple of players are around 30, uh, but 
I don't know if there's anyone more than that, so hit it. Hit me. Ovechkin's in first with 37. Okay. Skinner with 31, Patrick Kane with 31, and John Tavares with 30. Assists, Kucherov with 58, Wheeler with 54, Rantanen with 51, and Brent Burns with 47. If we skip over to goalies, uh, in the wins category, Flurry has 27, Jones has 24, Hellebuck has 24, and Anderson from Toronto has 22. Mm-hmm. Save percentage, Leonard, 9.5, sorry, 9.32. 0.932 maybe? Point, point 0.932. Man, this is so small. Uh, Kadobin, 0.926. Vasilevsky, 0.925. And Bishop, 0.925. We can get you more paper. Yeah. So you want to write so small. If you want. Goals against average. Leonard, 2.02. Bishop, 2.25. Kadobin, 3.39. And Thomas Grice, 2.39. So hmm. some names there that you wouldn't really... Putting those in that top five in a typical year. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see them actually having a pretty good year. Very so good. I like to see that. I like it. As far as the game recaps go from, from last night, just an unbelievable amount of hockey on. Like there is every Saturday, which is great. Not so great when the games start at n- almost noontime yeah, and don't get over till 2 a.m. You just, that's a lot of, it's a lot of hockey when you don't have a lot of time to watch. So we've got to, another one starting today. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 1230 Eastern in Washington, Boston. Now, luckily, for us at least, hockey will end by supper time because there's some other thing going on tonight. Something, Something's going on. Some about, other thing. Something about a ball or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I agree. In fact, yesterday, and what Montreal often does, and I'm sure a lot of teams do over the weekend, is they play an afternoon game Saturday and Sunday and don't play Saturday night like they normally would. That's what Montreal did yesterday. They played a game. They play a game again this afternoon. So I was away at an event. I was doing something, and I couldn't see the game live. So I had to PVR that and skip through it on when I got back after I got home. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard. It's, a, it's hard being a hockey it's, follower. <laughs> it's tough. Especially it's tough. on Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the first game yesterday was the Edmonton and Philadelphia game. Philadelphia won 5-4. to four. In overtime, I believe, um, Edmonton had 44 shots. Uh, Pittsburgh had four, or sorry, Philadelphia had four power play goals. They did. And the only one that was not a power play goal was the overtime one. Yeah. Uh, They were four for four, uh, four for five on the power play. I thought it was four for four. Yeah, they were, yeah, they had one power play where they didn't score. Someone screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, That, the Edmonton uh, penalty kill was just, Abysmal. Awful. It was so bad. Awful. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank goodness Philadelphia had all those power play opportunities to keep them in the game. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next game was the New Jersey-Montreal game. New Jersey won 3-2. to two. I really felt like Montreal outplayed New Jersey the most of that game. but Certainly uh, for the first two periods. It was d- a little more even than the third. They just couldn't finish. Like just wide open nets at, at points and just... It was really frustrating. It's just a typical Montreal just can't finish, can't yeah. put pucks in the back of the net. So. Uh, Armia had... Uh, I think a couple, Armia, 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 had a couple of uh, really good chances that didn't go in. Um, Domi missed the net. Max Domi, yeah, he missed the net a couple of times and he hit, hit, had a crossbar in overtime. Yep. And the first part of the game, when Domi hit the puck in his stick, he was so busy trying to see someone to pass it to, he wouldn't shoot the damn thing. Uh, so Montreal, the first goal that was scored against them was a five on three in the dying seconds of the first period. Yep. Otherwise, Montreal was pretty well in command of the game at that point. But uh, the, the two penalties, they weren't, they weren't miscalled. They were called properly. Uh, Weber 
uh, was the second penalty, and that's really what did Montreal in. I think they could have handled a five-on-four <clears throat> power play, but not a five-on-three. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't a bad game. I felt pretty good that Montreal got out with a point after all the craziness that went on. And my goodness, uh, Blackwood. Oh, he was uh, unreal. He, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's quite something. Made some awesome saves. Yeah. But it's another one of those uh, stories where we talked about this the last few weeks, where the team that does the best in the face-off dot and the team that does the best in the shot count did not win the game. Yeah, and then it happens. Game. Yep, it, and it happened again yesterday in Montreal. So uh, Domi just has to shoot the puck more, and I think they probably talked to him during one of the intermissions, and he started shooting the puck more, and he almost got got lucky. Yeah, he did. Uh, but anyway, it was it was an okay game. I I thought uh, New Jersey played well enough to win as well, especially in the third. Yeah, they showed some good resilience. Yep, in the third. So, and that was Carey Price's game that he had to serve in suspension because he decided to bow out of the All Star game. Ah, oh. so Niemi played, and Price will get to play today in the in the back to back. I was wondering why Price didn't play that game. Yeah, that's why. Hmm. And they just may as well get it get it out of the way. So they did. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Winnipeg and Anaheim game. That was a a wild game. Nine goals on 31 shots for Winnipeg. Um, Winnipeg was only 44% in the faceoff circle. That's crazy. Uh, Anaheim's first period was probably one of the worst defensive periods of hockey I've seen in years. It was 6 nothing, or something yeah, like after the first. It, it was, was so bad. I, I've never seen lack of energy or like commitment to plays and it's just they're just standing around like literally just standing around and gliding as if you know when the play stops and all the players just kind of glide? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but during the play. Like, I've, in their own end, it was just like, what is going on, Anaheim? I, if I was on the Anaheim support staff, like a trainer or something, I probably, after 15 minutes in the first period, I would be away from the bench, in back, fashioning a paper bag for Randy Carlisle to put on his head for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the game, because I think he wanted one. Every time the camera went on him, you could just see the disgust on that yeah. man's face. I, I don't blame Gibson for the first, I think it was the first four goals or the first three goals. Yeah. But maybe I think maybe it was the fifth and sixth or the fourth and fifth goal. It was pretty weak. But uh, yeah, that's a, just a that's just a bad game for, for Anaheim. And on the other side, Winnipeg came out flying. They played great. They did. Uh, they probably would have won the game regardless because they just looked regardless. on point. And who's this Roslovic guy? Man. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was, he was great. He, he was, was just was great. He looked like a... 10-year vet. He did. He was all over the place. Uh, did you see Daniel Sprong's goal late I in the did. game? I that did. That was a that. pretty one. It was pretty, yeah. Very pretty. Yeah. Good to see him utilized in a different team. Yeah. Uh, the next game was the Toronto and Pittsburgh game. Mm. Toronto was 58 in the face-off circle. Uh, I really thought Sparks played played well, uh, made some big saves, and uh, Murray also had some pretty fantastic saves as well. I really felt like that was just a good old-fashioned hockey game. That was close the entire game. Uh, there was there was hits. There was nice goals. It was just a really good hockey game to watch just as a general hockey fan. It was. And did you see the beginning of the game, before the face-off even? No, I did not. Um, as Toronto does, I think it's probably once a year, they honored the Canadian military members who are overseas. Mm-hmm. And... This time they chose uh, a guy who's posted to Iraq, I think it is, and they had his wife carrying a very small son. He was probably not even a year old, and they had a little daughter, maybe two, who was walking along as well, just teeter-tottering, cute little thing. And and they had another, a, a brigadier general actually was accompanying them out, so he was kind of walking out with the daughter while the mother of the uh, uh, 
little guy, and the mother of both of them, obviously, is out there on the ice. The announcer goes through a thing and announces that this is the mother or the, the wife of the Canadian service member who is overseas, and we're going to have a ceremonial puck drop. So they're all miked, which is something I wasn't used to. Mm. So the uh, Brigadier General, he's fiddling with his tunic a little bit. Uh, Sidney Crosby and is it Marlowe? Who's, who's the... Uh, is it, or Matthews, I, whoever. They the, don't have a captain. No. Okay. So um, I think it was Marlon. Maybe he came over. Crosby for sure for Pittsburgh. And the general is fiddling around. He says, uh, and he turns to the wife and says, do you have the puck? No, I don't have the puck. Well, I don't have the puck. And, and both the players, do you have the puck? Do you have the puck? No. Guess who brings the puck out? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Uh, so she was surprised? Oh, yeah. She was surprised. And the daughter. The daughter didn't want to even look around. She was kind of burying her face in, yeah. in the, the general's leg because there was so many lights and it was so noisy out there. Oh, a little kid, mm. probably quite traumatic. But then when they, they first, the first thing they did was they played a message from him. This is so-and-so, I'm stationed in Afghanistan or, or Iraq. I'm really, you know, glad to you know, go Leafs go. And he, and he did a thing. And the daughter, this jumbotron thing is right over her head mm-hmm. and she's looking up and a big smile. And at this point, he's not even there yet. But he, yeah, he walks out with Nice. I'll have to watch that then. Whoa. That's cool. It was great. That was, uh, and they, they showed a picture of Mike Babcock on the bench. And yeah. he was like, <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> it was, it was really good. Did you see uh Kadri save he made there? Yes, with, when, a, with a skate. That was awesome. <laughs> Jeez, that was crazy. <laughs> that was just awesome. No, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, and like you say, old fashioned hockey, there was, uh, crazy chances. Yeah. Some great shots. Unbelievable skill. Crosby's first goal was beautiful. Felt like a bit like a playoff game. Yeah. It mm. might be. It might be a precursor to what we might see uh, later. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Uh, the game after that was the Detroit-Ottawa game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernier was great. 35 save shutouts. Uh, did you see all the Ottawa giveaways in the first? Specifically in the first period. <laughs> yes. It I... was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. Uh, but that's actually a pretty, pretty big win for Detroit. Uh, they've been playing... Uh, not too bad hockey recently, so it's good mm-hmm. for them. Did you see that uh, that first goal by DeKaiser mm-hmm. where Detroit had the puck? They were just, it looked like a power play. I don't think it was. They were just owning the zone. And they were passing it all around, and it went right to a guy. He was in the slot, and he passed it. I forget who it was. Passed it back to DeKaiser, who scored. Yeah. And that was about the seventh pass in that whole sequence. And I was saying to myself, if I'm the coach, <laughs> I'm going to kill these guys because you got to shoot the puck. damn puck. But then they scored on that whole play. So I thought, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'll <laughs> forget them. I was frustrated just watching it. I thought, yeah. this must be a coach's nightmare. I know. But they, they scored on it. So I guess that's their way of saying, let us do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny, those two goals that Detroit scored, they were early in the game. Yeah, Only really early. 39 seconds apart. Yeah. And then that was it for, for scoring. Yeah. 39 seconds apart. So basically in the, in the span of one minute, uh, that decided the entire game. Yeah. Two, two nothing. That doesn't happen that often. No, not in this league. Mm. Not these days. Uh, the game after that was, go ahead. That's the first shutout Detroit had all season. Oh, really? The first one. There's only one team left that doesn't have a shutout this year. Mm. Quiz for you. A quiz for me. Yeah. What team doesn't have a shutout? I never would have guessed it. I just happened to. Hear it. Uh, this is tough. I'm going to say... I don't know. Hold on. Let's, let, me, let me think a little bit. The Rangers. Probably a good guess. It's not correct. What is it? 
Vancouver Canucks. Ah. They're the only team left <laughs> with no blanchissage. Interesting. Yeah. All right. The next game after that was the Florida and Vegas game. Florida won three to one. A uh, huge win for Florida, and specifically Reimer thought he played great. Florida was just okay. That mm-hmm. first goal that was twelve seconds into the game or whatever it was. Yeah, it was twelve seconds. Barkov. Pretty weak. And then there was another one that was questionable. So. Uh, not the greatest game for Flurry, but not really. But the game was close. Oh, it was close all, all the all the way to the end. Because Pacioretty's goal was, I think, late in the first, but uh, <clears throat> there was no scoring in the second, and it went into the third quite a distance yep. before uh, the other two got put up on the board. So you're right; uh, it wasn't Flurry's best effort. But Vegas was actually in the game until near. Oh the yeah, end. absolutely. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the game after that was the Islanders and Kings game. The Islanders won four to two. Uh, big saves at both ends, I thought. There was a uh, there was one specific play where I think it was Eberle who fanned on the puck, but it almost went in, and Quick, even if Eberle got all of it, Quick might have been able to save it because Quick's a god in that, and he's probably the most flexible goalie, but he almost got back to it, but it just kind of like grazed the post and uh, yeah. just typical Quick fashion and just... There were a few of those where it was really a broken play that ended up as a goal. Earlier in the Edmonton game, Ty Raddy's first goal of the game. Yes. He yes. tried to take a shot or, or go to his forehand, and he missed it, and it just went in and dinged off the post yeah, and exactly. went in. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you see the Del Cole deflection? Uh, yes. Later in the game? I did. That was awesome. It was. I don't even understand. Like, he was... <laughs> He put his leg up after, like, it was just a weird play, but... It was odd. It was awesome. It was odd. Uh, but the Islanders showing some resilience in that, that game, that's that's good to see. Yeah, they they are, when you think of it, look at what happened last year. They were hoping to hang on to Tavares, and they didn't. And, you know, people would argue that good riddance to Halak, but I think Halak was actually a positive influence for the team, and he's gone. And um, you just wonder if it's, oh, God, are we back in a rebuild or what? And Barzal and Lee and these guys, they're... Robin Leonard's playing good. Leonard's are playing really good. This is a team that will be in the playoffs. Yep. There's no question in my mind. And they may not only just sneak in on a wild card. They're up there in their division. And they could be uh, on the top of it all. Barry Trotz. Well, there you go. And uh, guys that look like Barry Trotz do well at this point. <laughs> you notice that they're up there now? Yeah. Right in the center. Yeah. Boom. I think they're fifth in the league at the moment. Man, I love that jersey. As we're filming. Yeah, it's nice. That's it's a beautiful really nice. jersey. Um, this was the second game of a back-to-back situation for the Islanders. It's the eighth time they've had a back-to-back. That's a lot. It so is far. already, yeah. And you know what their record is in game twos of back-to-backs? 8-0. Eight 8-0. No. Eight no. Wow. What's going on there? Or would it be 4-0? No? No, it's eight. No, they're eight. Oh, uh, and eight. Oh. So okay, I see what you mean. They've played. So they. I don't know what their uh, record is in the first of those two. They games. played sixteen games. They played sixteen games. Okay. And in the second of those eight groupings of two games, they've won every single one of wow. them. Wow. What? What? That, that's weird. What? Hmm. Yeah, that was uh, crazy. Uh, the next game after that was the St. Louis Columbus game. St. Louis won four to two. Columbus uh, starting to struggle a little bit, and the the opposite, St. Louis, you know, starting to find their game, starting to play well, uh, getting some some timely big saves from their goalie that shouldn't really be there because uh, Allen's been struggling and and uh, all that mess. But mm-hmm. you, you never know; it's they could go on a little bit of a run. There's some teams that Chicago's really starting <laughs> to play pretty good recently. Like there's teams that 
you know, we've seen late pushes by teams. Calgary did it the other year. Mm-hmm. They were like 15 points out of a playoff spot in the since the All-Star break until the uh, early April whenever the playoffs started. Yeah. They were like ridiculous. Like they only lost like two games or something, made the playoffs. Unfortunately, it didn't go very far, but yeah. like it's, you know, it could happen. It could. Did you see the second goal, Gunnarsson's work behind the net? Oh, he yes. All over, yes. First, first off, he's going in front across the front of the net and jumps up. And then lands, yeah. gets the uh, the puck, works like a dog behind the net. Finally feeds it out, and by the time it comes back, he's at the corner and pops yeah. it in. Like that, he, he should get a goal and an assist for that. <laughs> really, he should get two points for that play. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really it would, really would be good. neat if things were subjective like that. <laughs> well, and speaking of subjective, one of the announcers, I think it was Dave Poulin on the Montreal broadcast, uh, Montreal's first goal came literally two seconds after a power play had ended. So the power play was over. But they weren't really back to full strength because the guy's got to come out of the box and yeah. get into the play and he hadn't made it, whoever it was on the... And Montreal's got such a crappy power play oh. record <laughs> that he's like, man, it's too bad they can't get that one as yeah, part of their exactly. stats. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be more subjective stuff. Just forget the rule book. Uh, and, we're, and we're just joking, by the way. We're not oh, yeah. actually serious. We're totally joking. There's people going to be watching that think, I'm ser- think yeah. we're serious, but we're not. Hashtag but. take it easy. Yeah. Uh, next game was a Dallas Nashville game. Oh my God! Uh, Dallas won a three to one. Kadovan was unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Rene made some some pretty big stops. He did. He did. The, the thing that st- sticks out to me, even though Nashville lost, that For- Forsberg pass to himself, the alley oop to himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throws it over a few players and picks it up. And oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah, it was. Wow. It, that game was. If I could pick one word for that game, it would be chaos because it was <laughs> had such everywhere. a playoff feel to that game mm-hmm. yeah it was unreal i wish i could watch that game again it was so good uh <laughs> so i'm really looking forward to the next time that those two teams play each other and you never know they might meet in the playoffs so. they might they yeah. might uh anyways big win for dallas yep game after that was the chicago minnesota game chicago won four to three and uh, chicago's really starting to find their game i guess i just said that a couple of minutes ago uh they don't look tired like they used to mm-hmm. and why when what I mean by that is when they used to earlier this season, last season, and the season before that at the end. So is is that all they needed? That they just need an actual rest of a couple seasons since they played so much hockey for five years or whatever yeah, that they just know. their core is just exhausted. I don't know. They just maybe needed to a little bit of a jump start and now they're starting to Patrick Kane's playing really well, Jonathan Taves is playing well. Uh they're getting solid goaltending. Uh so you never know. You I never think they're know. only like three points behind a playoff spot. Granted, there's 15 <laughs> teams that need to jump over to get to get there, but still. Yeah, still, it's the proximity's there. Uh, I don't know who both broadcasters were, but it was an NBC game last night. I don't know if it was on the main network or on the uh, sports network, but Chris Cuthbert was the NBC announcer for their coverage. He's a CBC guy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on there. And maybe someone out there knows, but Chris Cuthbert is probably one of the best play-by-play announcers, I think, in Canada. Uh, he did the golden goal yeah, call he does all the Olympic in ones. the 2010 Olympics, and it was wonderful. And I heard the voice on the uh, Minnesota game. There's not even a Canadian team in this game, so it's not like they're loaning his, his talent to another network who's doing a simulcast. This yeah. is NBC only and Chris Cuthbert's on there. It's like, what's that? It's a little know. strange. Did he did he tick somebody off in CBC or? He was probably just available. Maybe the NBC guys were 
one of them was sick or something and they needed somebody and he was. But you think with all the Canadian games that would have been on yesterday, including, well, I guess the Toronto game would have been Jim Houston. But Jim used to work all the Vancouver games. Uh, I don't know. It's Maybe just, he was already in town from a previous game where like, there was a Canadian team in town or something. Quit trying to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but he, he made a good call, of course. He's a, he's a really good broadcaster. He is very so, good. Yeah. yeah. So good for NBC for getting him. However you did it, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, the game after that was the Tampa Bay Lightning and Rangers game. Um, Rangers had a really strong ha- second half of the game, I felt like. But... Pretty hard to come back on on Tampa Bay. They had three nothing there at one point. Uh, probably the most difficult team to come back on because I think. even if you even if you do score the three goals and tie it, chances are yeah. Tampa Bay is just going to go out and score four more goals and like it's just when, when they decide. It's almost like they're not trying until they try. I know it's weird. It's crazy. Uh, they had Domingue in that, so he got and he played really well. He, he played really well, and Lundqvist was amazing. He too. was. He made some. He was just fantastic. Fantastic saves. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good for, and he got an assist. Did he really? He got an assist on uh, Zuccarello's goal, or was it Kevin Hayes? And you know, he passed it to Zuccarello, Zuccarello to Hayes, Hayes scored. Nice. So uh, he gets an assist and the win. So awesome. Uh, or sorry, no, he didn't get a win. He got a loss, but he did get a point. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the game after that was the Vancouver Colorado game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a little bit of a shocker to me. I really felt like Colorado was going to win this one, but they lost uh, five to one to Vancouver. Markstrom was, I think, probably played one of his best games of the season. He was he was unreal, mm-hmm. uh, and Vancouver had contributions spread throughout their whole lineup. So uh, it was a really good team win for Vancouver and uh, over a you know a team with a lot of talent. So yeah. it's a big win for them. Yeah, a lot. And uh, Vancouver's scoring was well distributed. Everyone, five different goal scorers. Yep. And uh, Levo was in on at least one of the assists. And one yeah, he had a nice goals. assist on one of them. And that's good to see. Yeah, exactly. When you see Toronto, I won't say cast-offs, but people that Toronto just don't figure they can roll into their plans in the future, mm-hmm. yet they still succeed elsewhere. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and not just Toronto-specific. That mm-hmm. that includes just Daniel any, Sprong in, in Anaheim. That's right. In that, that, that's any player. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the last game was the San Jose-Arizona game. Uh, Arizona remains competitive. Mm-hmm. They, they're still shocking some people, I think. They're still waiting to get some of the recognition that they maybe deserve this year. Uh, they, they sent that game to overtime last night um but that burns goal in that's overtime crazy. that was pretty and he's he's a defenseman but of course three on three everybody's everywhere they're all rovers yeah but he was deep he put moves he did and he buried it and of course we get the toothless grin after that exactly but, uh, he's something else yeah it was, he's, it was awesome he's really something else and usually you see him back at the blue line with the cannon but he was in there doing dangles. Yeah, well, he used to be a forward in the NHL. Oh, is that right? I actually didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, good for him. Did you see the, the goal, no goal, or it was no goal, 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 no goal, goal, no goal? I, I did, but I, I think I was doing something else at the moment. Yeah, they had, on Instagram or something. And I actually forget all the details of it, but there was a crashing the crease kind of goal where the referee had waved it off. And then there was an NHL review, I think, maybe triggered by Toronto. And sure enough, on reflection, it was about, I think it was on an offside or something. Anyway, they called it a good goal. And then the other team challenged that on goalie interference. They did another review and then called it no goal based on goalie interference. But there was goalie interference. Like the right thing happened at the end. Good. Because when they called it a good goal, I'm thinking, why don't they just look at both things right now? Yeah. And say, well, that actually was a good goal because it did actually cross the line. However, but then to have two separate processes, and you end up probably being five minutes just players standing around doing nothing. Yeah. 
And uh, anyway, yeah. But okay. it, it turned everything turned out the way mm. it should, I guess. So now today there are three games on. Yeah, uh, mainly due to the Super Bowl that's happening. Uh, so we got some early games: Boston and Washington. Who are you picking? I'm picking. And this is more hope than than skill. <laughs> Washington. I'm picking Washington. Uh, hoping deeply that they win. Me I'm too. hoping Boston wins both of its games today, or loses both of its games today, the hockey game and, and the football, and the football game. game. Yeah. Um, the, the Washington game is on right now, I think, Oh yeah. while we're yeah, recording exactly. this. Uh, so by the time this gets uploaded and gets into your eardrums or your eyeballs, that game will be long it'll over. It'll be probably over with, and you'll be able to see how stupid we were. Definitely uh, over with. Yeah. This thing won't be released till later tonight. So. Yeah, okay. So I'm hoping Washington wins. Um, Boston... I think, uh, didn't play last night either, so both teams should be fairly fresh. Should be a good game. Edmonton, Montreal, who are you picking? Well, again... Both uh, teams played yesterday. Both teams played yesterday, both teams so they're played equally afternoon tired. games yesterday. They did. And Edmonton, I think, is probably ticked off that they didn't quite win yesterday. So Edmonton will have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. However, Montreal comes back with an extremely well-rested Gary Price. That's got to count for a lot. And Montreal's game yesterday was probably just as good as a hard skate in practice. So I think today they'll have have much more game. So I think Montreal is the favorite. I'm picking Montreal as well. They both lost the exact same way, both yeah. lost in overtime. Yeah. Uh, I think the Edmonton one was a little bit more emotionally draining than the Montreal one. And um, they're on the road. Montreal plays well at home. So. Yeah, Edmonton had to travel after that game yesterday. Exactly. Montreal's sitting there waiting for them. Yep. So. Um, Calgary and Carolina is the last game of the day. Who are you picking? I'm picking Calgary. I am, but I almost picked Carolina for this one, but I'm feeling like Calgary will get her done. Yeah. Uh, have they played each other? Uh, I think so. I think Carolina won. Okay. I wasn't sure because the- Could be uh, mistaken, but I'm pretty sure they did. And when did Dougie Hamilton go to Carolina? Zaki Hamilton's been everywhere. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't <laughs> keep track. He's the Mark Recchi of the decade. Yeah. Is he? It's yeah. like Derek Broussard now. He, he's just everywhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Any other games on today? North games. Got some streaks. Your favorite word, streaks. <laughs> Wins. Philadelphia, seven. Seven. Seven in a row. That. Dallas, four. Chicago, four. Winnipeg, three. Detroit, three. <laughs> what? What? Losses. Columbus, five. Wow. Vegas Golden Knights, four. Ottawa, four. Colorado, three. Anaheim, three. So... Lots of streaks going on, mm-hmm. good and bad. Lots of streaking. Lots of streaking. Lots of skid marks. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, honestly, is just some stuff we're doing on the second channel uh, on More Post to Post. We have an, an analytics video coming up. We're showing you some behind-the-scenes stuff on on that channel as far as uh, demographics and age and gender and uh, devices and shows all these percentages and stuff and uh, locations. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm. an, it's not a long video. It's just short, but it's interesting. Um Bad driving. It's going to be a, one of those coming up in the second channel. If you don't know where, what we're talking about, there's three already on the second channel of uh, Brent here reacting to bad driving from my dash cam. Not that I'm the bad driver. I'm capturing other bad drivers. That's right. Uh, so we'll have, we'll have another one of those coming soon. And then we have a few Where Am I's uh, from the, from our that series. We've got two already filmed, and we need to film, I think, two more. Uh, so you'll see those over the next um, week and a half, something like that. So. The one I like the best. I'm still waiting for it to come out. But uh. yes, it's well. I can just tell you, it's just where am I? International Space Station edition. So it's photos taken from the space station, looking down on Earth, and you have to name the country. I have to figure out where it is, and uh, I 
There's a few I should have got that I didn't get, but I got a few. And uh, I just love doing it. Either win or lose, I love doing it. Yeah. It's great. And then we filmed one, a teamwork edition, where someone actually provided us with the images. It was mom. And uh, we worked together to try and figure out. Yeah. With the, she was brutal. It was hard. It was really hard. And then the third one we haven't filmed yet is, where am I? How do I know how I'm going to word the title of this one. Oh, where am I? What's behind me what's, edition? What famous thing is behind me, basically? Yeah. So I put you in front of, I show you a picture and it's, maybe it's the desert. Okay. Behind you, behind the person taking the picture might be the pyramids. So you have to tr- look at the picture and think, okay, what famous place or object or whatever is behind the camera? So it's a weird way to do it. I, but I love the concept. Yeah. Can't uh, wait to so see we're what they film look that. Like. And then I have uh, another one I'm working on right now is where am I U.S. state edition. Mm-hmm. You have to tell me what U.S. state we're in. And I think we've already done that. So this will be part two technically of that. But right. yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Just putting on a scarf. I'm a little cold. Manchester United scarf? Yeah. Oh, they might have played today. Oh, actually, they did. Yeah. They beat Leicester. Oh, did they? One nil. Okay. They're now in fifth place in the Premier League, at least for today, or for a while today. Weren't they on a streak? They were. They are on a streak. Uh, they, they're they on a point streak, an undefeated streak, that now lasts 10 games under their new manager, Ole okay. Gunnar Solskjaer. They did do a 2-2 draw earlier this week. So they had eight in a row wins then a 2-2 draw, but then they're back in the win column. So of the last 10 games they've played, they've they've won nine of them and, and tied the other one. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. They're up into fifth place, and Arsenal is only two points behind them. So if Arsenal beats Manchester City today, not going to happen, then they would <laughs> leap to one point ahead of City or Manchester United again. But uh, the, the run has been tremendous, hmm. so I'm uh, pretty happy about that. Good stuff. Hope he's, hopefully he didn't jinx it. Hope not. Uh, yeah, so that's that's basically everything. One video that we have coming up on Post to Post this week is, uh, we haven't filmed it yet, NHL Trivia, Playoff Edition. So oh, I'm going to okay. ask you 10 trivia questions oh, great. that has to do with the NHL playoffs. Oh, so boy. We'll see how you do. Mm. Uh, and you guys can play along at home. So that's actually all I have to say for today. Was, I have lots of editing to do, so I didn't try and make this one very long. But mm. anything else to say? Um, the odd little snip here and there of things, uh, there, it's been two weeks since we did this type of show. Yep. So I'm just want to make sure we don't forget anything. There's a few little flicks of things in my, in my mind, but nothing, nothing worthy of yep. all the electrons. Getting, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, so yeah, the trade deadline, deadline's coming up. Should be lots to talk about in the next coming weeks. So thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening and, uh, watching regardless of, of how you consume our content. We really appreciate that. If you are not subscribed on our YouTube channel, I hope you can go down and hit the subscribe button. Uh, make sure that you are downloading the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. I think you can subscribe on there and uh, you'll always get it each week. So thank you for listening and watching. I appreciate it and have a lovely weekend. Adios.